evening and welcome to Football Bloody Hell. Should be here as well, Ricky Hyatt, and last but not least, we have our European Portuguese correspondent joining us direct from Porto. It's none other than Hugo Rodriguez. Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to Football Bloody Hell. And uh, tonight's guests are me, um, Hilda. Hello, Hilda. Hello, mate. Good to be here. A bit slow getting us switched in, though. Um, Rick, you all right, old dog? All not so bad, you know. Yeah. And we are very honoured to have our Portuguese correspondent with us today, from Porto, 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 it's Hugo Rodriguez. <laughs> all right, old dog? Yeah, all right. Thank you. Oh, you're going to get a hammering in a minute, mate, I'm telling you. You're <laughs> going to get a bloody hammering yeah. in a minute. Now, to those listeners who don't listen to us every week, a few weeks ago, well, I suppose it must have been around the time that, that uh, CR7 actually signed, uh, our said correspondent started to give us an awful lot of grief about what a bad signing it was and he was not up to his usual scratch and he wouldn't be very good at Man United etc etc 13 goals on and still going strong I just wondered what our Portuguese correspondent had to say about CR7 now how many penalties I don't know I haven't counted them not that many two two <laughs> Two penalties. Two. Yeah. And do you think Timmy's playing well and he's playing well? He's doing all right. All right. He's well, only, hey, you, thirteen. You he's all right. Thirteen Cavani, goals, Cavani my was friend. Doing all right, last season. Thirteen Cavani goals. Season, yeah, but thirteen goals. I will. If you take two, three games out, that was the games against Villarreal and against uh, Atalanta. I think that he done a great performance. What he have done in the rest of the games? Penalties, easy goals. Of course, it is is there to, to, to score an easy or a difficult goal. But if if you see all the picture, what is United doing so far? If they bring Ronaldo. And what is happening in the team? Oh God! Excuse me, I'm not, not enough there. Eh? We you have you go every week. <laughs> No, look to the to the stage group of the Champions League. Mm. Do you think you have a difficult group to to go on? I don't think it was the tough of the groups that well, Manchester. We can only do what what's put in front of us. So we did finish top of the group, if my memory serves me correctly. Yeah, but did you see the games? Yeah, I, I saw, saw game, every yeah? one of them. Yes. Do you think you you deserve to win at home at Villarreal or? Atalanta, for example. Uh, in, in cricket, I saw, I saw the game. Do you know anything about cricket, Hugo? Yeah, you score in the last, yeah, in the last couple listen, of minutes. In, in, in cricket, we have an expression, and it's look in the book. Okay, just look in the book. Yeah. Uh, I look to the book and I see in the in the Premier League what is the position of uh, Manchester United so far. Oh, I think they're sixth or fifth. No, fifth. In the table? Yeah. 
you look to the performance of the team and uh, look to City, to Liverpool and, and Chelsea, compare uh, uh, all the teams, what do you see? We haven't finished the season yet, dear boy. Got a long way yeah, to go, yeah. Is, uh, it's not only this season, it's the last... Uh, couple of seasons, I will say, since Mourinho won the, the, the European uh, trophy, he didn't do anything else. Hang and, on a minute, hang on a minute. The, whole, the whole conversation seems to switch from, from CR7 to Man United. We, we're discussing no. CR7 oh, now. No, only, uh, only, no. no, I didn't change. The fact that you are, you are hoping that the, the, the bring of Ronaldo to the team will change the team, or change the way the club was going. Will not change. It's not the, the same Ronaldo four or five seasons ago. The time they don't, you know, it's, it's 36, 35, 36 years old. And it's not the same. And you see in the games, he's always trying to, to, to do some pressure, but he can't because the, the, physical, the physical part. And he's a very strong guy, and for his age, he's unbelievable. But he's not the same like if he was 30 years old or 29 years old. I don't think, I don't think you will rebuild Manchester United in bringing guys with all of the respect, like Ronaldo or or Cavani or something like that. You need young stars, fresh guys, with the the. the the desire to win, to begin to, to build a new team. It was a fantastic era with Ferguson. And uh, it's finished. After that, look, after, after Ferguson went out of uh, United, what happens to United? You have uh, the guy that's now in West Ham and he didn't uh, do a good job and he's doing a great job in West Ham. You have uh, uh, Mourinho, Solskjaer, you have now this guy, the German guy. You have before Mourinho, Bengal. <laughs> you're still in the same. It's not the problem. The problem you need to rebuild all the team, and it's not bringing stars. Look to the the biggest star you have before uh, Ronaldo was the guy, the French guy Pogba. He's in Dubai. You know, <laughs> two weeks in Dubai. Manchester United is fighting in the Premier League, is struggling in the Champions League, and the biggest star before of Ronaldo arrives was in Dubai, treating an injury. If you are if you are injured, you're treating the in the in the dressing room and the, with the physios in the club, not in the Dubai. You've been reading too many English that's papers. What, that's what Ralph Ragnick said. He said that he shouldn't be in, in Dubai as well. So. Uh... He's going to get a rocket when he comes back. And Ragnick's also said that he's not going to necessarily deal with agents and whatever. If his agent wants him to move, let him move. So, uh, if, you, if you yeah. don't want to play to a team like Manchester United, exactly. what are in the football? <laughs> you know, yeah. If you say, I don't want to play a team like United City, Liverpool, Real Madrid, or Barcelona, what you are waiting for? The money. The only reason I can see is the money. Because you will not be higher in the standards of a team, of a club. Than that Manchester United or Real Madrid or, or Barcelona. So what's the problem now? You want to move again? Last season was a, 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 a big problem in the dressing room because no one knows if he stays, if you want to play again, if you don't play. You and should have been a politician. You've managed to twist the conversation back to something else again. It's just what twist. politicians do. No, 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 it's not yes, a twisted conversation. Yes, 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 yes. You yes. ask me... 13 no, games, no, Ronaldo. you... Yeah, exactly, Ronaldo. That's what do we're you talking think, about. Do, do you think Ronaldo will be the, the, the solve for the problem that Manchester United have now? No, but that's, that's not what we said, that you were just slagging him up. He still scored 13 goals. He's brilliant. He's still a great player. Look, I'm Portuguese. He's the biggest... Uh, was the biggest name from all times in Portugal in terms of the football. But in my opinion, uh, it's time, for example, the national team is finished. If you see the the, um, the guy from uh, from Manchester City, the Portuguese guy, Bernardo Silva, playing City, and if you see him playing the national team, you will understand the difference in terms of having Ronaldo in the team or not having Ronaldo uh, in the team. At this moment, I, I have all the respect for his career because he's massive. He's, I don't think maybe Messi you can compare to him, but after these two guys are amazing. 
no one will be near them in the next 20, 30 years. But the fact is that you are waiting for Ronaldo to save the club, to save the season. We'll not do that. It's impossible. Look to the guys that Pep Guardiola brings to Manchester City. He brings a young defender from Portugal, Ruben Dias, and he's a rock. You bring a guy from the Atlético Madrid, that Rodri, is a rock. Young guys. And you bring Ronaldo. Look to the perspective of the next 10 years. How will be Manchester United? How will be Manchester City, for example? Do you realise you've just been droning on for 10 minutes and 30 seconds? <laughs> of, of, of absolute drivel. Absolute rubbish. No, no. It's painful to you. I understand. Yeah. I like United too and I like Ronaldo, but or you change the things and you begin a new project or the things will be complicated in the next couple of seasons and more complicated. Do you know what? That when, is my opinion. When I was when I was sort of thinking about what we're gonna talk about this evening, I thought oh, we need a good ten, fifteen minutes of dribble just to get us going really and uh, who can <laughs> I get to do that? I thought, well, Hugo's gotta be the boy, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> brilliant old dog, absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Righty, what do you reckon then, Hilda? Well, I was going to say, well, we we haven't got Thorpe here, so someone needs to fill in the silences. So yeah, uh, Hugo yeah. did did very well there. <laughs> but um, I take Hugo's point though. Um, I see both sides to this because if you actually look stats wise, then yeah. He's he's still doing it from a goal scoring perspective, but I also agree with Hugo that if you're bringing Ronaldo in at 36 to try and be the answer, obviously that was never gonna be the case. But then I guess it was a little bit different with the circumstance because it looked like he was going to go to Man City, wasn't it? So Man Man United directors felt like that they had to do something because they couldn't allow that transfer to happen. Um, so. I guess from their perspective, they felt they didn't really have a choice. But you know, he'll he'll get you goals. I think we mentioned it last week, didn't we? That he'll he'll certainly still still get you goals. He'll get you um, match wins, etc. And there'll probably be some really nice moments along the way. But like Hugo says, whether that's enough to get you some trophies at the end of the season, I guess time will tell. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. What do you reckon, Rick? You haven't had much to say yet. I've been listening. Uh, chance. <laughs> no, I've, I've, I've been listening and hopefully learning. And it, it's, it's so nice to see the Portuguese all sticking together and standing up for each other. He's not dead. The thing with Ronaldo is Ronaldo wasn't the answer to any question. It was just an opportunity. It, was, it wasn't part of the thinking. The thinking for last summer was Baran and Sancho. But then the opportunity to sign Ronaldo came up, and you know, no one's going to turn that down. Almost Especially cost. not. What is the cost to bring Ronaldo? All the picture together in the in the wages and the fees, everything. Do you do you know how much it will cost to United? No, we'll make a profit because there's so enough shirts to pay for that. Yeah, but how much it costs? Forget the the, the shirts and all the things. The actual transfer fee, it wasn't it wasn't a massive transfer fee. It's this, this contract with the big expensive fee. But then like Adrian don't. says, that they'll pay he's the biggest star in the world. So it'll yeah. pay for it No no doubt about that. But uh, he, he you only you only sell t shirts and the team only grow up if they win. At my perspective, at this time it's better to bring the Borussia Dortmund striker, the, the Holland guy. Or, or uh, move up here, a young guy, a young star that you can rebuild a team around him. Instead of bring a, a, um, a big star, a massive star, but that will not be around the next two, three the years. Is, Hugo, the thing is, United already have a player who potentially is going to be better than both those two guys. Mason Ooh. Greenwood. Mason Greenwood. Do you, do you yeah, think? absolutely, 100%. That boy is going to be massive. And he's got a couple of seasons now training with Ronaldo and Cavani every week, which will only improve him. So How the, old is the he? The player's already in the house. How old is he? 19, I think. 21. Yeah. How, how old is Haaland? How old is Mbappé? Don't give up. Uh, they're both 20, 21. 21? Yeah, about 20, 
And when you look to these two guys, you see now, you are not expecting them to come to, 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 come to be a, a superstar. They are now a superstar. You, you, you spent 90 million, I think, in the, the, the central back, McGuire. Oh, well. That, think... that was a decision. <laughs> yeah, but to think that guy... <laughs> is <laughs> How much cost Luke Shaw? 50 million or 60 no, 30. million? 30 million. So you are buying guys. In my opinion, for example, Luke Shaw is not near the quality of, uh, of uh, Alex Tells. And I see the, the native games and Luke Shaw is always... All his problems in the defense, and always by the right back, always, always in the side of Luke Shaw. You know? And you're still spending money and money and money all the seasons, and you don't have a team. And the fact that you are bringing Ronaldo to, to try to, to grow up these young kids you have, but I don't think that will be the, the, the answer to the future, the near future of United. I've got a mate, Hugo, he's, uh, he's Canadian, comes from Saskatchewan, and he's got a wonderful saying for people like you, you're <laughs> sucking air up your ass, boy. No, because if you look to your, your rivals, that is City, Chelsea and uh, Liverpool, look to the Chelsea team, they are compact, you know, they are strong, they bring two guys, three guys, and they get into the team. Next season they bring another two guys and they are strong. Look to Manchester City the way they play. The guys they are bringing are are new young superstars. But Chelsea Look couldn't. To Liverpool. Could, Chelsea couldn't even beat so-called poor United. Chelsea is uh, the actual champion, European champion. Chelsea was the leader of the, the Premier League a couple a couple of weeks ago. No, that yeah. is the reality of the things now. As my mate Larry said, you're sucking air, boy. You really are. <laughs> I like Manchester United. Yeah. And, I, I, and we, I like, like we like no, you, no, Hugo. I like, this, I like the history, but you are going to suffer in the next couple of years. Trust me. The way I see the teams going, the way the teams United is going, the way the Liverpool team, the, the Manchester City team and Chelsea team growing up, you will fight with with West Ham for the fourth, fifth place. Look to, to what's happened to Arsenal, and we will see your future. That is my opinion. It's true. It's true. Hey Hugo, I'm not complaining, son. Believe me. <laughs> no, but it's true. You, you. I saw, I saw the game uh, Liverpool Manchester United. Did or, or better was Manchester United Liverpool. Did you see the facility how Liverpool was playing in the in the, in the United ground? Oh, the way I they play, saw it, mate. Easy. I was I was enjoying easy. it. <laughs> Can you imagine that in the Alex Ferguson era? Have you have you got any control over there, Hugh, um, Hilda? Can you can you shut him off? Just, just <laughs> cut the volume. I, I can't stand it any longer. It's driving me up the wall. But the bulldog, but. Do you agree or not? I I agree to some of what you're you're saying, but uh, anyway, as I said initially, it was all about CR7, and I don't think you've justified your cause at all on that point. You you just latched on to Man United not being successful, and uh, just sort of you know, well, we'll forget about CR7. But uh, anyway, let's move on. Let's move on because everybody be getting bored, um, especially when you droning <laughs> on like that. Um, <laughs> Now here's here's a good one with the not not allowing for age, who's the best, Mo Salah or uh, Haaland? Hugo. At the moment, different players. Take away take a, no take away the fact that the, the, the age difference at the moment. Who's well, the best? A midfielder for yeah, but they score <laughs> lots of goals, don't they? But Salah. Plays more to the team than Haaland. Haaland is a striker. He's a finish. He's, he's, he's a goal man. Salah scores, but I think he creates more. He plays more to the team. Salah is not a striker. He's a, he's a, uh, I will say he's a number 10 with goal appearance. Uh, Haaland is the 9. 
He's, he's a striker, only a striker. Put the ball in there and he scores. Hilda, you haven't been the saying be- much. Well, it's, it's, it's difficult for me to answer that because obviously I watch Salah closely in Liverpool every single week. And if you ask me, would I replace Salah with anybody else in the world right now? Well, I guess the answer would be no, because he's just doing it for us so often and so consistent. And his level of goals in a short space of time, I say a short space of time, I mean in the four years or four four or five years or whatever it is that he joined the club. Um, so in that respect, I wouldn't want, regardless of how good Haaland is, because I think he is, by the end of his career, his numbers are going to be astronomical. I'm, I'm sure that they are. But I think, as I say, being a Liverpool supporter at the moment, I wouldn't change him for anybody. Right. I'd change him. I'd change him. I'd have, I've had our, our bin man playing on the right-hand side up front for Liverpool, personally. I think that would be a tremendous move and one that would benefit everybody. But no, Salah's amazing at the moment. As long as he stays upright, you know, he's he's, he's half decent. He's a good player. He's a quality player. He's probably the best finisher in the world at the moment. So, unfortunately... He, he, he plays for, for that lot, but he's no, he's, you can't you can't deny his numbers and the effect he has on games and and whatever. He's, he's just awesome. Yeah, and I'm just going to go my mouth out. Go on then. I know it's going <laughs> to. It's hurting this, isn't it? No, but facts are facts. You can't. You you cannot. You cannot deny the quality of the of the of the bloke. He is, he is the best in the world at the moment at what he does. Rick, as well. I think what was. What I would say about Salah as well, and I know that doesn't make any difference when you sort of compare him to somebody else, but there was a huge surprise factor at just how good he turned out to be because it failed at Chelsea, went over to Italy, did okay. Liverpool, you know, they they spent big money on him at the time and people saw Mm. it as a massive gamble and it could easily have backfired. But it turned out that that 30, 40 million or whatever it was, was an absolute snip. And Bargain, wasn't I don't it? think anybody really, I don't think anyone saw the numbers coming. No, but somebody saw something and, and fair play to him that he, he fitted in with the system that um, Klopp wanted. And mm. like I say, you, you, you cannot deny, as much as it pains me to say it, that, that the guy is on a different level at the moment. You could but do- he's soon off to the African Cup of Nations. Mm. Which is- <laughs> You could, you could do with something like that. And Porto, uh, Hugo. <laughs> what? You want to bring a guy like that? No, Mo Salah, you, you know, you, you need somebody, don't you? You're not doing very well. Yeah. We are doing well. Yeah? In my opinion, we are doing very, very well. We have a very difficult uh, group stage at Champions League. We catch the, the champion of Spain... We catch the number one now in Italy, that is a million in the top of the, the table. And we catch, in my opinion, one of the favourites to win the, the Champions League, that is Liverpool. So if you ask to us, uh, a Porto supporter, if in the last game we are we are fighting to, to qualify, everyone will say, hey, great performance. Do you know how much spend Atletico Madrid in the in signings, Atletico Madrid have the, the the front of the attack of Barcelona a few years ago. They have Griezmann and they have uh, Luis Suarez. Simply that, only that. The two two great strikers. So what are they you trying to money. tell me here? Hang on a minute. What are you what are you trying to tell me here? That will be difficult to to Manchester United. Definitely. If you ask me uh, by the draw that was this afternoon, I will say that you are struggling. To pass in the next uh, stage. In my opinion, it's only two teams above all the other ones: is Bayern Munich, and Liverpool. City is near them, but not at the same level, in my opinion. Well, time will tell, dear boy. Time will tell. But talking of cock-ups, what's a cock-up with the draw? And that, <laughs> that on top of this guy at uh, Abu Dhabi making up rules as he went along. I mean, that's two major sporting events. Whose who, who's idea was it? Who's what? Boris Johnson in charge of the Champions League. <laughs> Whose idea was it to put Boris Johnson in charge of the Champions League draw? <laughs> yeah, indeed, indeed. 
But I mean, you know, what a weekend for. I mean, I know motor race is not football, but you, you, one's got to mention it. I did. Did any of you guys watch it or not? I watched. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, look. I I thought first of all, I thought that um, Lewis Hamilton should have been penalised for the first, you know, the first indiscretion where he went right across and cut cut the corner completely, but they didn't do it. So I thought it was poetic justice that that what happened at the end. But but if if I was a neutral, you you'd have to say, how can you how can you make decisions like that one minute you say the cars can't overtake the next minute oh four five six cars can can go and overtake the safety car absolutely disgraceful but well done max because i wanted him to win anyway um but as for this <laughs> as for this as for this cock up with the draw i mean one of the major is is it not that difficult to just to bring into a draw without making a mess of it unbelievable i think oh it's really bad wasn't it it was really bad it's the fact that they tried to then continue it and then they were all getting confused as they were still doing the draw yeah. and you could tell that every single one of them were really uncomfortable and just typical that the fact that you know being a Liverpool fan I was really happy that we got Salzburg and I just knew that when there was a redraw it was going to be a lot more difficult and ended up Real, Real Madrid is complaining <laughs> about it yeah they don't, well, they don't they, they're yeah, complaining they, about they the second draw yeah yeah they don't agree because they catch uh, uh, Benfica first and now they catch PSG yeah well, and you, they don't agree with that United had PSG and now they've got Athletic Madrid so I don't know what to make of that one I suppose perhaps <laughs> yeah. marginally slightly easier but not a lot they're both very difficult ties very difficult what do you think, Rick? Some good games in there, though, if you actually look at the whole ties. Yeah. There are some good games. I think the easy one will be Chelsea. Uh, interesting to see how much uh, Pep overthinks the game against Sporting Lisbon. Because <laughs> it, the only thing that stopped Man City winning the Champions League in the last four years is him. So sooner or later, he'll come unstuck again because he, he overthinks things when it comes to the last stages of the Champions League. Mm. Good but point. He will pass easy by Sporting. What you that th- will not be the test. The test I think will be after this yeah. stage. Villarreal yeah. would have been tougher for them who they got in the first four, albeit maybe not by a lot. But I think Villarreal would have been tougher than Sporting. Right, Hugo Sporting, says. Sporting have a young team, and the the coach, the mentality of the coach is very strong. That is making the difference for them. They don't have a great bunch of players, but the mentality that he, he grew up around them is strong. You know, you look to them and they always defend well and they score one goal and they are they are comfortable waiting for the rest of the, the, the game, you know? And that, of course, they don't have... A, if you ask me, I will say it's 20%, 80% for, for Manchester City. It will be very difficult to sporting. But they defend well, and a couple of years ago, they beat Manchester City from the, the, the I don't think it was the Champions League or the, the European League, but they beat them in the knockout stage for 1-0 at home and 0-0 at uh, City ground. So it's football, you never know. But of course, if you look to the odds, I will say that City's massive, massive favourite. But will be favourite with any team, you know. A part of Bayern Munich and Liverpool, if they catch Real Madrid, they will be favourite. If they catch Juventus, they will be favourite. So. So, well, there we go. Um, moving on, as we are, um, Newcastle United. Uh, have you been following the story, Hugo? Newcastle United. Yeah, they'll be. They there was. Yeah, they were buying by a, a guy from the Qatar or yeah. something Arabia like that. Yeah, no, Saudi Arabia. But and um, they they are trying to to say that uh, the human rights and all that kind of things that are not being respected by the country. Yeah, but look to Newcastle. They are trying to fight to not to go uh, go uh, down. If came a guy full of money to invest in the club, the supporters will complain. Of course not. It's like Manchester City. Mm-hmm. That the guy bring the money. City 
10 years ago was middle of the table, yeah? And now it's top of European table, not top of Premier League, they are top of European table. But so, the point with Newcastle is really they've got this uh, shake, I suppose he is, or king, I don't know what his title is, but he's got a lot of money. Now, at the moment, than, they are bottom of the league. They lost again on Saturday for 4 0, I think, wasn't it, or 4 1. Um, you know, they're going to be in, in the championship by the time the end of the season comes along, I would have thought. So, you know, all that money that they're supposedly going to throw at the club, how are they going to, how are they going to get over that problem? Because they can't buy your way out of the, the, the championship for a year anyway. They're going to have to say, stay there, you know? You have to wait to the, the January window to see who is going to buy, who is going to bring it to the team. First yeah. of all, you must you must recognize that Newcastle, and I'm looking for a foreigner eyes, is a massive club in England. It's one of the clubs that I admire more in England because the stadium is always full of people, passion people. They have that that culture of a club. For example, different if you ask me which one is biggest in terms of club, Manchester City of Newcastle, I will answer you, Newcastle. Oh, of course, before this, the money sings for Manchester City and all that. Mm. If you ask me, Newcastle is a bigger club than Manchester City. So with money, I think you can have in the next five years a massive club fighting for all the titles in Europe. The guy will spend the money, any money that he needs, is bigger than the guy from Manchester City. So his fortune is, I think, three, four times bigger than the fortune from the guy from Manchester City. So he will smash money over there. They've just got to try and get to January, not being too far cut adrift, because like you said, Aidy, they got smashed at the weekend. Newcastle fans do generally think they're playing a lot better, even though I know it sounds weird because they lost 4-0 but under Steve Bruce the criticism was that they weren't even getting out of their own half at all like I think their shot count against Leicester wasn't wasn't that bad and actually showed some intent but I think for Eddie Howe there is a real danger that he's been brought in as the next man to bring him up but if they do actually go down who's to say that these owners won't actually sack him (laughs) and then they'll go again and so it's, they've got a huge decisions to make up at Newcastle, but it doesn't look good for them at the moment. But then the only saving grace for them, not only January, if they can get there whilst not be too far cut adrift to be able to bring some half-decent players in if they want to splash the cash. There is some teams that are having some absolute stinkers at the moment, Southampton being one of them. Burnley have started to really drop down the table, so they might still have a chance of being the better of some of those teams around them, and you'd still expect Norwich to be down there, even though Dean Smith's done okay. It's not easy to build a team, and uh, you can have a lot of money to spend, but you need time. You know, you don't build a squad to win titles in one or two years. You need a base of a, a, a look to Mourinho when he arrives to Chelsea. You have John Terry, Lampard. You have a, a base where he can build from. And now you look to, to Newcastle and you don't see anyone that you say yeah, he's a great player and he'll be the captain and we will build a team around this guy. I don't, I don't, for example, I don't see any guy. I know they have a French guy in the front, I think, a big one and strong one. Sam Max. Yeah, good one. You don't know the players. You don't. They don't have a, a two, three players that they can build around. So they will spend money and it will take time. It's impossible to build a team in two seasons or three. I don't think. Uh, the, yeah. I was going to say, of course, this European <clears throat> Cup draws has robbed us of a Ronaldo versus Messi tie, hasn't it? Which would have been quite interesting. Perhaps not going to happen now, but. Uh... You know, I, I didn't see their names in the in the balls that where they are doing the draw. I saw the PSG ball. I saw the Manchester United ball. Was one with uh, uh, saying Ronaldo and another one saying Messi. 
Is he, is, he, is he completely switched on or what? I mean, I mean is, he, is he all there? I know he can't understand English very well. You know, I was just making the point that had PSG stayed in the draw, the way it would have been PSG against United, Ronaldo versus Messi. That's all. No, it will be Manchester City team, uh, Manchester United team against PSG team. You are more fan from Ronaldo than you are Manchester United. Yeah, I know. I was have been since 1957. <laughs> no. What's that got to do with it? Um, the way the way the draws has worked out though, with United playing at Atletico, there's a, a clip going around on the internet at the moment. There was some bust up over in Spain between Ronaldo and the Atletico fans. And you're, do you yeah. remember the Mourinho? I win three times, they win one between them. Respect, respect, respect. That oh, yeah. There's a similar thing happened with there. Ronaldo pointed out to Atletico sure. that he'd won, five, he'd won five European Cups to their none. <laughs> so there's a bit of history there as well. They clearly love Ronnie. Mm. Was when Juventus play in Atletico Madrid. That's right, it's Juventus, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And they beat them at home, I think, 2 0. And they are always uh, trying to, to bring Don Ronaldo down. At the end of the game, they ask him. And the only thing he says was, respect me, I have five and we have none. And in the game back in the Juventus, he scored well, a trick, I think. And they beat yeah, them, yeah. yeah. Well, looking at, the situation, looking at the situation as it is now, and how all the teams are playing... Um, who who do you think United would have preferred to have had? Atletico or PSG? Atletico, yeah. I reckon. Yeah, I think you're right. It might change in February, as you say, but if you're actually looking at it now, um, Atletico just about got through the group, as Hugo was touching on. And um, not only that, they're, considering that they're, they're current Spanish champions, they did actually win the league last season. They've had a bit of an indifferent start to the season as well, considering that Barcelona are in an absolute free fall. Real Madrid are not obviously the same Real Madrid. With PSG, you can't really look at the French league because you know that they're going to be about 14 points clear before you look at the table anyway. And I think that's currently the situation but uh, at the strong, moment. OK, they didn't win it last year, but... They struggle in some games of the, the French League. Yeah, they have. And um, some some of the games have been quite tight and they've had some last-minute winners. But it's always depressing when you look at the table. It's the same with Bayern Munich as well. They beat um, Borussia Dortmund last week, didn't they, somewhat controversially. And now they're starting to motor on up the table as well, um, which you would expect. Um, but I think... You've probably dodged a bullet there. Um, you've probably got a better a chance. Are you are you happy, boys, with getting Madrid now? You, you could have had PSG? Not as happy as Pochettino is. If <laughs> <laughs> he, he went if he went to United and United put one over on him, that's his chances down the toilet. I don't think they'll go with him anyway, come the end of the season anyhow, but yeah, it'd be interesting. There was a big article in the paper this uh, today, either yesterday or today, about this uh, Ajax bloke, and it looks to me as though he's gone to the top yeah. of the top of the list at the moment. Yeah, yes. You know, so. Well, it's funny. Edwin, Edwin Van der Sar has already said that at some point in his future he sees himself returning to United. So it wouldn't it wouldn't be too much of a stretch of the imagination to see the two moving across together. Yeah, yeah. It would be a good thing. Um, but with the Champions League now, with PSG, the whole thing is going to be the Mbappé thing, isn't it? Now that they've, they've come out of the hat and they've got Real Madrid, it's all going to be about Mbappé. Yeah, because yeah. they're looking to get the deal done this summer, aren't they? Looking to. But I thought, mm. I thought Real Madrid was supposedly, although quite how the crown can be skint or not, but I thought they were supposedly a little bit short of cash. I know Barcelona are absolutely skint, but aren't Real Madrid similar to that, or do I imagine that? Real Madrid, the state will always find a way of bailing Real Madrid out. Well, yeah, I know that's that's uh, that's a good point, but I just wondered whether it was, you know, are they going to have to? That's the point. Anyway, um, probably. what about Leicester City? How can a manager of a Premier League club turn around and say, 
well, I haven't got a clue anything about this this competition I've just been dumped into. That doesn't speak very well for Brendan Rogers, does it? It doesn't, but I mean, is he the only one? <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know. Everyone's learning as they go along, aren't they? With that one at the moment, well, no one knows anything about. It. No, it, it's a weird one, though, isn't it? Really, but um, oh, I don't know. But I, I just think that Leicester seem to be all over the place at the moment. One minute they're winning strongly, next minute they're not. But I mean, they only beat Newcastle yesterday, so although. They might say, well... Well, Tielemans is back. That, that, that'll make a difference. He's been out for a month, and now he's back. They'll get some sort of... Already, Madison's looking twice a player because he's got Tielemans alongside him. So, he makes a hell of a difference to that team. Mm. True enough. And I was it? expecting more. I was expecting more from from their their performance in the European Cup. Right, now, here's a, a good topic. Here's, here's, here's a good one. Here's a good one. Why have we got so many German managers all of a sudden in the Premier League? Anybody got any ob How good, though? Yes, they put the towels down first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice one, old dog. Nice Sorry, one. Hugo. Nice. <laughs> he probably wouldn't understand that one, would he? No, I didn't. I, I didn't listen because he's cut. He's cutting the the the, the voice. You didn't, miss, you didn't miss much. Don't worry. No. What do you reckon, um, Hilda? It's a fair point, isn't it? But then I guess we're sort of in the age of the Gagan press, aren't we? Which is the way that everyone wants to play. They want to play on the front foot, and it was um, originated in Germany, wasn't it? And. Um, a lot was said about um, Thomas Tuchel, for example, and yeah, he went to PSG and was obviously going to pick up some trophies there, but had he really done it before that? Some people questioned not. Steve Rutter wasn't convinced about Tuchel going into Chelsea, and then look what happened. He then went and did what he did, and they're certainly playing a lot better than you know when they're Lampard had originally lost his job, obviously going in there winning the Champions League helps. Um, Klopp has always had that kind of heavy metal style of, of football that seems to come with the German philosophy because it's not just the top end either, AD, is it? You had, you know, Daniel Farker was doing well in the Championship, David Wagner, do you mm. remember him who got Huddersfield promoted for playing he was, he was um, heavy metal football? David Sorry? Wagner was the manager of young young boys as well. Yeah, yeah, he was. But originally yeah. at Dortmund, wasn't he assistant to Klopp? Yes, yes, he was. He was uh, Klopp's like best man at his wedding as well. Yeah, I've gone off him. Who, David Wagner? <laughs> yeah, yes. I thought he was in the running for the job. <laughs> um, job. This this Gagan press, it's a good point. I, I thought this Gagan press was you, you put apples in it and and you press and you get cider out of it, but apparently that's not that's the case. Stoford press. Oh, Stoford press. Stoford press. Oh, that's the one, is it? Right. Completely different thing. <laughs> yeah. No, well, I, I must have got that wrong. Sorry about that. But uh, Hugo, it's all about cider, mate. Don't worry. You wouldn't know about it over there. Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> Portuguese don't like cider, I don't think. So don't, don't worry about it. You'll be all right. No, no, no. Only beer, tough beer. Yeah. Um, Chelsea seems to have hit a bit of a rough patch. I know they won on Saturday, but last minute penalty. Um, what's gone wrong there, do you reckon, boys? Speak now, forever hold your peace. I put Reese James in my fantasy team and his uh, form has fallen off a cliff, so it's my fault. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I always thought oh, you were responsible. Keep him in there then, Rick. Yeah, I've just bought Salah, so you can wind your neck in. <laughs> no, but seriously, what, what do we reckon apart from Rick's uh, fantasy seed? Well, I think um, I, was, I was listening to um, uh, a couple of the uh, um, journalists who focus on German football, and they were saying that um, Tuchel sometimes has this tendency with some of his teams that they they struggle to hold on to Leeds. And um, I think, um, ironically, they played Leeds, didn't they? Um, but um, on the game at Saturday, on, on Saturday, I think he did say after the game that he was very disappointed with how uh, the 
subconsciously the team just seemed to switch off a little bit when they've got an advantage. Same happened um, in midweek, didn't it, when they played Zenit? Were they 3-1 up or 2-1 up and then 3-2 up and then threw the game away? So it's obviously a, a psychological thing because they're still, they're still in the game and they're playing well. They're just not really seeing it out, albeit they had the penalty obviously to, to win the game at the end. But I think if I was Thomas Tuchel, I'd be a little bit concerned, but I guess you've got to look at their form generally. And if, you know, you're going to have a dip anywhere in the season, maybe it's good to have a dip now and then look to kick on after Christmas. Talking of penalties, it was one hell of a lot of penalties this weekend, wasn't there? Um, yeah. Was it five? Something like that? I'm not sure. Um, I mean... I... And as well as... As well as penalties, there was also the decision in the Manchester City game. Yeah. How that was a penalty is beyond me. Uh, yeah, I mean, it clearly didn't hit his arm at all. It, it's, it's rib cage, didn't it? I thought, anyway. Yeah. You know, there was no question of it being a handball. But um, I don't know. What, what about. John Moss, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But what about. Um, uh, United's one. I mean, that was clearly a penalty, surely, wasn't it? That's yeah, I thought so. There. What do you say, Rick? That was a bit of WWF there. Yeah. Clotheslined him. Well, he had his arm around his neck, didn't he? That was clearly a penalty. That's two. We've... What, what were the other penalties? Come on, Hilda, you're the expert on these things. Uh, so, Rudy there was two, a... didn't he? Yeah. Um, they were... I thought Chelsea's first penalty was a penalty because, OK, he might have got the ball, but he absolutely scissored him. He went in so fast. And these days, you're just not going to get away with with something like that. I think the, the third one was, I mean, it was soft. But, I mean, if you look at the replay, I guess there was technically contact. I guess you could say that was the same for Salas. It was, yes... I agree, Salah did go down easily, but at the same time, it was very clumsy from Mings. I mean, he was he didn't get the ball, and if he's outside the box, it's a free kick. So I guess by definition, it's a penalty. Um, the Man City one, like you've just touched on, was really bizarre. Um, the Ronaldo one was was definitely a penalty, but I just didn't kind of understand why he needed to do it because. Ronaldo's good in the air, but he needed to have been about 12 foot tall to have got on the end of that ball. I don't know why he felt the need to actually put his arm around him, but... Just panic. Yeah, definitely. Imagine if he'd have been playing against Hugo, though. I mean, that would have been a bit more difficult, <laughs> wouldn't it? Hugo <laughs> uh -huh. would have him in his pocket. You need to ask you uh, to Eric Hill about that. It's more difficult than that. Yeah. Funny that I was just about to mention Harry Kuhl, actually. Uh, did you get a Christmas card from him this year or what? <laughs> no, I'm still waiting. <laughs> you have a long wait at all, I reckon. Barnet manager about a month ago. Huh? He got sacked as Barnet manager about a month ago. Oh, he was the manager for there. Yeah, he was. He's not know. anymore, though. <laughs> so may maybe now you have time to send me the card. Maybe, maybe that's that's true, yeah. But of course, he has got your address. He, he will listen to this and he will say, "Yeah, I will send him a card now." But he hasn't got your address. That's the trouble. I mean, that could be a problem. But, uh, uh, but he will he, he will contact you by the podcast and he will send me after. Oh, he might do that. Yeah, yeah. He, are you are you listening, he Harry? Every week. <laughs> yes, I'm told. <laughs> um, just going back briefly to the Norwich versus United game, I have to come on record as saying I thought United were awful. Uh, I don't know what you thought, Rick, but I thought we were terrible. I think they were that good. They were they were pants. Yeah, it was pretty poor, really. But uh, I suppose they were tired after training and not playing in midweek, and then having a COVID outbreak. And uh, don't know if the game against Brentford is going to go ahead. No, it's uh, it's yesterday. So they've asked the question, haven't they? Pardon? Yeah. Well, apparently there were 42 positive COVID tests in the last week in the Premier League, which has been the most. So there's some, I think Aston Villa, their game's looking iffy as well. Yeah. But we'll see. He's arriving everywhere. Here is the same. Yeah. Is it? A lot yeah. over there, is sporting, it? Yeah, Sporting uh, have three players now. Port have one. And uh, it's increasing now. Mm. 
it makes you wonder what's around the corner, doesn't it? Well, it, it's, it does. It's something... I can just see what's going to happen. Liverpool are going to be top of the table again, and then it's all going to stop again, isn't it? <laughs> no, I don't think we'll it's stop anymore. <laughs> we'll learn to live with that. And uh, some go to home and stay uh, quarantine time, then come back. And I yeah, don't think we've, the things... We've been learning to live with it for the last year, and it was all beginning to get sort of a little bit back to normal. And then suddenly, wham, we get this lot now. It's, uh... And because the vaccine, the vaccine is not doing the, the same effect that in the beginning is normal because it's, the time is passing, the body is weak mm. uh, in terms of the of the fences with the vaccine. But it's something like uh, a flu. We'll learn to live with it, and if we stop, we'll be worse. If you look, if you stop again, again the Premier League, look how many millions of of uh, will fly. You know, it's too much money involved, not only in the football, it's all the, the economy sectors that is not capable to stop anymore, in my opinion. Yeah, we can have a little, a uh, few, few group of guys over there and a new few group over there, but we, we still go on and I don't think we'll stop. Well, it's, it's interesting the way it's going and certainly you, you mentioned about the economies. I mean, you know... God knows what's going to happen with that, but uh, I don't. I don't know. It's a. It's a. Dig. Incidentally, Hugo, we're having our we're having our Christmas meal uh, next week on Tuesday. Can you make it? Yeah, I will try to to yeah. to catch a flight. Don't be late. What time? <laughs> yeah, half past half past seven at Mosterton. All right. So. Depends <laughs> of the traffic on the M1 or M2. <laughs> well, could could you, could you not get a helicopter or something? They could just drop you down. That would be the easiest way. Yeah, I couldn't, and I asked to Schmeichel, Casper Schmeichel, if he can borrow me. The, is, the guy from he With all the respect, because we are not talking about Hugo, that. Hugo, Hugo, any other example helicopter? Not that one. <laughs> yeah, that is the most famous world. <laughs> Don't worry, you, girls. You if, if you think about helicopters, you think on that, and you're thinking the guy from the States, the NBA. <laughs> yeah. So just just going back to the football a minute. Um, Yeovil had a, a bit of a run. Another good win on uh, on Saturday. Uh, have you been keeping up with that over in Portugal, Hugo? Yeah, I saw that uh, that if the table was about the last six games, seven, they are yeah. top of the table. Yeah, form guide. Yeah. Yeah, but they are doing a very good job now with uh, less players, yeah. So yeah. He have 14 yeah, players available. That's right. He's struggling a little bit on that front. But, uh, yeah, no, but, they, yeah, they, but they're doing okay at the moment, to be fair, and he's, he's doing a good problem, job. Yeah, but the problem is that the, the season didn't begin five or six games ago. Uh, it begins in the, in, the, in the beginning of the season, so... Well, yes, you say that, but, I mean, they're, they're, they've got one game in hand... Which if they if they win that, I think that puts them, you know, in a, in a really strong position. And if they can keep up the form, I think they can quite easily make the playoffs. But that is the goal of the club. The goal of the club is to go up again or not? Oh yeah, I think so. That's what they want. I think so. But yeah. the the, uh, the, uh, the last time I, I saw and you spoke about that, they are struggling in terms of the structure of the club, the, the field of the club, and everything. Well, yeah, there's so the stadium. Know, they're trying to get rid of it, or the bloke that owns it is trying to sell it. But uh, it's it's you know it's taking taking one hell of a long time to go through. So we don't, as supporters, we don't really know what's going on, other than the fact that there is somebody interested, and uh, you know they are negotiating. So. <laughs> Is always some someone that is interesting, but no one cash the money in front to buy it. So that is a problem. Well, I think is, this is uh, always <coughs> this particular guy. Um, I met him actually on Friday. Uh, no, not Friday. When was it we met him? Monday. Mon uh, last last Monday. Yeah, week week ago today. And uh, he certainly seems pretty genuine. He's got the experience. He was fifteen years at Cardiff City. Um, he was also at uh, a Swiss club called Servette. Uh, Servette, yeah. Yeah, chief executive there, I think. So certainly he's got a very good. Me. He's got a very. So what? What is the interest of a guy that is not a supporter of the team, 
to bring money to a team uh, that is in the not is in the national league, it's in the conference league. Well, you don't know. You'd have so, to ask him that. I couldn't answer that question for him, but uh, you know, that is a major question. You know, he's going to spend money. What is his interest in the in the team that is not the best of their performance at this stage? He must see the potential of getting them up into the back up into the football league. Bearing in mind that we did go up as far as the championship at one point. Yeah, but if he, he was in Cardiff, that is a massive city if you compare it to Yeovil. Mm. He was in Switzerland, that is nothing to compare about the football in England. So I want to stand if he was a, a supporter of the club that is really interested in buy it. Now, a guy that came that come to invest, invest in what? What is expecting? It's like the guy that is now. He was expecting what? The the, the to rebuild the the, the lands around it. <coughs> well, it? I think the guy that uh, the guy that's got it now, obviously he's he's bought the land, uh, and there's there's the potential for building on the land. We don't know as supporters what the deal potential deal could be with this new guy because we don't know whether he's trying to buy the club is he trying to buy the club and the land so we don't know it's all speculation on our part all we can go by is what and we hear what will happen to the club without the pitch without the ground to play well no it's not that it's not the, the pitch that uh, he's trying to sell it's the ground around it you know the top pitches and yeah. all around there yeah yeah and the pitch will be there with with uh, all the buildings around in the, the top grounds that I remember that was really near the, the the main ground. Well, possibly, yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not a planning officer, so I can't really answer that. But you know, all, all we're oh, interested in is, is is you know, let's get it sorted because it's not a very good situation where there's all this uncertainty around. That's the problem. Yeah, and, and the problem is that the players outside look to the team, look to the club, and say yeah, it's full of problems. Maybe it's not the best option to go over there. Yeah, who knows? Who knows, mate? But it's uh, they are doing quite well at the moment, and for that we must congratulate them because it's you know it's been a hard struggle. Uh, and, and as well as just a manager of the month, isn't he? This month, yeah, that's just what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah, and Josh Dorton got fans player of the month as well. So well done, Josh. Yeah. So can um, we say nice things about him since he's not on this week? Yeah, yeah, we can. <laughs> well done, Josh. Yeah, he couldn't make it this week. I don't know why. Whether he's he might have pulled. I don't he's know. Picking up his award. Yeah, yeah. this is. Yeah, yeah it might be that. It's award. It might well be that. But gentlemen, we have run out of time. So thank you ever so much for coming on board again hugo it's good to see you and have a chat with you and listen to so much garbage that we've we've had to put up with <laughs> but there we go i suppose i knew it was a risk when i took it took the trouble to send you the text again but, but there we go but listen have a, have a nice christmas hugo we'll we'll get you on again you in, in, in the new year i'm sure uh by which time ronaldo will have probably scored 30 goals and you'll really be yeah. hanging there looking at them and he's, and and the night is still fifth in the table with his goals. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. <laughs> anyway, thanks. Top thanks for coming on, mate. Appreciate it. Rick, thanks for coming on, old dog. Speak to you soon. No problem. Uh, and don't oh, forget, yes. uh, we those of you who can't get enough of Rick Hyatt, join us on Saturday yeah. for the FA Trophy match between Yeovil and Woking. I think I'm right in saying, where uh, yeah. Hilda will be doing the comms and. Rick will be doing the co-cobs, so that should be an interesting yeah, exercise. Usually involves asking for ice creams, so we'll, we'll see what happens this time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a bit cold. Yeah, yeah but your trouble is you're, you're mistaking yourself for being on Test Match Special where you get a good cream cake arriving. In, in, oh! You know, but... Um, is yeah. that one going wrong? No, that Silly doesn't happen. Me. That doesn't happen. We're, all, we're anyway. also not there for 10 hours. <laughs> no, that's true. Anyway, thanks, chats, for joining us. Uh, as I say, don't forget. All the best. Good next, Christmas. Next week. Thank you, thank Hugo, you. and to you, mate. Uh, next weekend, uh, about five to five, five to five, five to three. Uh, national tro What is it? It's the FA Trophy, isn't yeah, it? Trophy. Yeah, FA yeah. Trophy. It used to be the Umbro FA Trophy, I think, uh, against Woking. And uh, yeah, we look forward to us joining us. So thank you very much for listening tonight. And don't forget to join us again next week. Until then, this has been Football Bloody Hell.